Hi folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time as always. I know that your days are full to the brim, which we're actually going to talk about a little bit today. And so I, I appreciate you giving me a little bit of your time. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, tell others about it, uh, incredibly grateful. Y'all help it to grow as it continues to do seemingly almost daily at this point. And for those of y'all that have joined over on Patreon to get the extra podcasts. Thank you so much for that. I'm incredibly grateful for that. Humbled by it. I hope y'all are getting something out of it each day, adding a tool to your toolbox, as we say in the Marine Corps. And hopefully it helps the country just a little bit. So not a whole lot. Getting a decent bit of rain outside. Pretty low cloud cover. I think that's about it. It has warmed up some. I think what little bit of winter we had this year, sadly, is trying to decide whether to go ahead and permanently leave or not. Father, thank you for all your blessings. Thank you for today. Thank you for the people that listen to and share the podcast. Tell others about it. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for all the blessings you've bestowed upon us as a nation. And for living in this country, seemingly the greatest on earth. We know that that's because of our turning to you for guidance from the very beginning. Forgive us our sins, Lord, both individually and as a nation. Help us to help those that have less than we do. Help us to help our country turn back to you, and please bless all these people that listen to the podcast and their families. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So we're going to talk about priorities a little bit today, Uh, but, and then, well, we're going to read through, we'll probably do some more of Washington's prayer book, maybe next podcast. We're going to do just a little bit more today. We're going to read the Monday prayers. So we did Sunday yesterday, and we're going to read through Monday. Monday morning, O eternal and everlasting God, I presume to present myself this morning before thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to accept of my humble and hearty thanks. Direct my thoughts, words, and work. Wash away my sins in the immaculate blood of the Lamb. 
and purge my heart by thy Holy Spirit. Daily frame me more and more into the likeness of thy Son, Jesus Christ, that living in thy fear and dying in thy favor, I may in thy appointed time attain the resurrection of the just unto eternal life. Bless my family, friends, and kindred, and unite us all in praising and glorifying thee and all our works. It's a pretty good prayer, folks. Uh, again, this idea that Washington and, and the vast, vast, vast majority of our founders were somehow deists or secularists or didn't want Christianity anywhere near our government is just, it's just false. Uh, and it's either gross ignorance on the part of the people that tell you that, or it's gross malevolence. And when they scream separation of church and state, which I have to say over and over again online, is not in the Constitution, it's not in the Declaration, it's not enshrined anywhere. It was in a private letter from, uh, from Jefferson to a Baptist preacher in Danbury. And specifically what it meant is that the government wasn't going to choose a favorite denomination. It meant that the government was going to follow the principles of Christ from the Bible, not pick a particular denomination and make that the state religion. As had occurred in Britain and as has occurred in so many other countries throughout history. It didn't at all mean that they were going to keep Christian faith out of our public life and policy and institutions. Other false religions, yes, absolutely. We weren't a, we weren't a Muslim nation or an atheist nation or a pagan nation, pagan republic like Rome, which we just talked about a quote recently. Uh, backing that up, we, we weren't any of those things. We were a Christian nation based as John Adams and so many others said on the principles of Christ. Those were the principles of the revolution. And then when you hear Washington talk in this prayer about the only way, his only hope is in the Son, Jesus Christ. Uh, and there was a really good point in here, living in thy fear and dying in thy favor. You know, so often today, we, we've really messed up the word love uh, in, in a couple ways that seem pretty apparent right here. One is we think it's loving to be encouraging to others when they're doing something wrong, right? The whole LGBTQ lifestyle comes to mind. Illegal immigration comes to mind. Abortion shockingly comes to mind. Uh, pretending men and women are the same, feminism, that comes to mind. All these things, you know, there's this narrative today that, well, it's loving to support each of those different attitudes or emotions. Uh, and it's it's loving to support others. No, it's not. That's like saying it's loving to support somebody going to rob a bank or going to rob somebody's personal house or going to burn it down. Because in effect, that's what these do. You know, we're going to murder somebody. And we're going to say, oh, it's loving to support them. No, it's not. You're not loving by encouraging anyone to do something wrong. Coward? Sure. 
that's viable. Uh, indifferent, lukewarm, yeah, those are probably, those are possibilities, but not loving. But this, and, and the other part of this, though, is this this idea that there's no, that that if you're afraid of somebody, that there can be no love there. And anybody that's had a parent that really loves them knows that that's absolutely ridiculous. You absolutely have fear of your parents. If you have a brain and if they really do love you when you're young, you have a fear of doing something wrong because there's consequences for it. You have a very healthy fear, especially as you grow older, especially I can speak as a young man for your father. And if you talk to people that have that fear, the, the ones that have a healthy fear, they're going to tell you, no, that, that never caused me to doubt my father's love for me. In fact, if anything, it reinforced it because I knew that that was uncomfortable for him to cause me that pain. He didn't like to do it, but he knew that was the right thing to do and did it. And so you hear Washington here talk about living in fear of God and dying in his favor. We have a reason, and, and Thomas Jefferson talked about this, that he trembled for his country because he knew that God was just and that God's justice couldn't sleep forever. We've been murdering our own children for about five decades, give or take now, pretending that it's somehow legal. We've rejected God now for about 75 years, give or take, again, pretending that somehow that's a constitutional right. We should have a very healthy fear of what's coming. And you see it. All these things that are happening across the country are little warnings, just a little tap on the shoulder. God saying, hey, I'm right here. You need to turn around before this gets really ugly, before you get past the point of no return. Coronavirus was a heck of a wake-up opportunity, and we've already squandered it to a large degree, although there's some glimmers of hope, particularly with education and the way that it's going today. But that was a huge opportunity to break those bonds and chains from the world and the left and the evil ideology there. But we didn't want to. And that, that's really the little dark secret. We're going to talk about education probably next couple of weeks. We talk about it every so often. But we complain a lot about the education system. We complain about poor educators or administrators or counselors or whatever. But if we really want to have a frank conversation, an honest conversation, we have to look in the mirror quite a bit. Right? Because we just want normal. You hear that so often. We just want normal. And so that opportunity to turn back to God, uh, the fear that should have encouraged us to do that, we squandered and ignored. And Washington talks about it in his prayer here. So read one more. We'll read the Monday evening prayer, and then we're going to talk about priorities just a little bit. Monday evening, most gracious Lord God, from whom proceedeth every good and perfect gift, I offer thy divine majesty my unfeigned praise and thanksgiving for all thy mercies.
towards me. I have sinned and done very wickedly. Be merciful to me, O God, and pardon me for Jesus Christ's sake. Thou gavest thy Son to die for me, and hast given me assurance of salvation upon my repentance and sincerely endeavoring to conform my life to his holy precepts and example. Bless, O Lord, the whole race of mankind, and let the world be filled with the knowledge of thee and thy Son, Jesus Christ. I beseech thee to defend me this night from all evil, and do more for me than I can think or ask for Jesus Christ's sake, in whose most holy name and words I continue to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Again, just phenomenal example from our the Father of our country. Uh, about his relationship with Jesus Christ. And so you hear this this personal relationship, this character, his conversation with God. So when people tell you that Washington and so many of the other founders were not Christian in, in any regard, you just, you know that's not true. It's absolutely not true. And it's either a lie out of ignorance or out of malevolence. So we're going to talk a little bit about priorities today. We've seen, I've seen a couple things over the last week or two that have spurred me onto this. We we go into it every so often, but the past weekend, the Super Bowl seems a, a great opportunity to talk about this, and I can throw myself under the bus because it's sports. And as I've said often on this podcast, that's probably one of my major vices. And so that's the way I'm going to talk is about athletics, because that's my particular weakness and vice. Uh, But for those of y'all that have different ones, think about whatever it is while I'm talking about this. If it's hunting or golfing or shopping or uh, reading for entertainment or social media, your phones, TV, you know, Netflix series or Hulu or Amazon Prime. Uh, If it's children to a certain extent, and we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit, if it's pets, if it's friends, whatever it is that you, uh, as we get into this, that you can kind of in your head go, oh, yeah, yeah, I can kind of see that. Then think about that. Right, so Ralph Waldo Emerson, who we've talked about on this podcast before, his quote is, your actions speak so loudly that I cannot hear the words that you're saying. And so the world, folks, our character, our our priorities, we show the world both of these things by how we act, what we do each day. They don't need to hear us talk, right? 
if you claim to follow Christ, then do you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Is God a priority each day? Do you seek him and his kingdom through reading the Bible and prayer? And, or, or do you not? And that gives away whether God and Jesus Christ really are a priority. Do you love your neighbor as yourself? Are you kind and caring to those around you? Do you embody the Corinthians list of love and traits, patience, kindness, or, or do you not? And that gives away the truth. If you claim to love your spouse, the marriage vows that we took so long ago, love above all others till death do us part, right? Do you make them, by your actions, a priority each day? Or do we put other things in place of that? How much time do we spend watching TV? How much time do we spend on our phones, on social media? How much time do we spend with our children, with our pets, with our friends? And then you compare that to how much time you spend loving your spouse. So I started off with the Super Bowl, right? So if you watched the Super Bowl, halftime show included in all of its entirety, that probably took about three hours out of your day, out of one day. And it's almost become a, a national holiday <laughs> or an excuse for, I heard some people talking about that, wanting it to be a, well, we ought to, ought to make it a national holiday. Just switch by a little side note. You wonder how many of those people had have any clue that this weekend is President's Day or even the presidents that we originally chose to celebrate their birthdays on. And so we spent about three hours doing that. And, and I'm going to try and throw some stuff in here real quick, folks, and I apologize because we just got a little time left. How many of us spent that same amount of time reading or thinking about these presidents coming up on President's Day? Or the fact that we've had, according to the military, four unidentified objects shot down over our own territory. Maybe one exception with Canada, I think. Uh, how many of us have been praying for all of the pain and chaos in Turkey and Syria with the earthquake? How much have, have we paid attention to that? Do we pay attention to the pain and chaos in our own backyard? And so I really probably should have done the whole podcast on this, although those, those prayers from Washington were pretty phenomenal, I think, and very important to our, our history and our heritage and pulling us back to God. But what are we doing, folks? Are we really giving time and energy and effort to the things that are important? Or are we giving it to other stuff and then complaining we don't have time? And, and I said we'll talk about education, and we will coming up somewhere down the road next week or two, specifically about this. Are we really 
Do we really believe that we're getting the best for our children as far as time and energy and effort goes by sending them away from their parents starting at six weeks old, basically for the rest of their life? Is that really what we think is best? Or here's one that's going to hurt a bunch of us. Do we want the money and the income from a two-income family and we want to chase the almighty dollar and so we're willing to push our kids off on somebody else and have them raise them and hope that they do a good job? And I'll leave you with that today. But think about your priorities, folks. We'll come back to it again. Father, bless us and guide us, our families, our nation, and us individually. Help us to do your will. In your son's name we pray. Amen. We'll talk to you all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.